Okay, guys, we are back. We're back. We're back. We Hi. a little bit today, just getting this together. Okay. I was late. I apologize to Miss okay. Erica because your time is important. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really, really, really do respect it. Yes. Um, but we're here. And we're here. We're excited to be yes, back. Yes, very We're back excited. on the couch. Yes, we're back on the couch. <laughs> we got both cameras going. I yes. struggled through it, and I did the damn did thing. It. did it. <laughs> um, so we are doing a part two. Yes. Because yes. this podcast that we did specifically with you Erica um was so popular and you know I think it leads one to you know kind of wonder is it possibly because you know it's about sex in general you know and we talk about it being a taboo but it people are so highly interested or is it because there's three pretty women sitting on the couch talking about a little bit of everything everything. (laughs) you get everything yeah no but I do think that you know as a society we are taught to not talk about sex and not bring it up. Yep. Um, but it really is part of our everyday life. It's part of our, you know, maybe personality yes. and, you know, your sexual identity is yes. really a piece of your identity yes. and it is very important to you. Um, so I do think that, you know, people do have a lot to say and a lot to talk about yes. it and yeah. are very interested in it because, it does connect with us. Yeah. Right. I'm super, super excited to dive into this because we have guest uh, questions for yes. you this time around. We went and I posted in a couple of different forums. But let me introduce myself. Yes, uh, introduce yourself. My name is Leah, and I am the host of Between the Sheets. I am a money-making, I'm an action-taking, manifesting yes. queen. Yes. Woo! This is my co-host. W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, period, poos. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to be back. And we have Miss Erica. Introduce yourself. Hi, yes. Dr. Erica Cartman. I'm a licensed yes. clinical. Yes. Licensed clinical social worker. Yes. A master's of education in human Woo! sexuality. And my PhD is in human bum, sexuality. Bum, 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 bum. Oh! So. I'm going to attempt to hit one of the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. <laughs> I love talking about sex. Yes. This makes me very excited. I love spreading sex positivity um, and, you know, crushing that taboo. I love yeah. that. I love that, too. And this is, I think this is why it's been so, um popular of a topic because it's 2023 and we're having and we're reaching a new I think progressive era yes that is kind of un what's the word what's the word for untabooing what's the word for it um um de-tabooing this whole idea right but we're growing we're growing it's a different era because i feel like like taboo sex like sex was so taboo when i was young when you were young and now i feel like especially with kids i have a question about that yes kind of that's gonna play into some of this because you said that you know when we were younger but did you talk to did you talk about sex about with your girlfriends when you were younger not until really? I lost my virginity. Wow. That was my first sex conversation with I'm, my friends is the night I lost my virginity. Mm, um, they talked yeah. about it, but it wasn't... Around, like when you were around, they talked uh, about it just kind of freaking? Like a little bit, but it wasn't like... It was like more flirting and like first base, second base. It wasn't full-fledged sex mm. conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was back in high school. It was like... The girls that were with long-term boyfriends, you just assumed, I mean, that sex. they were having sex. Mm. Um, so I went to those girls after I lost my virginity and was like, I did this. And, you know, is this what you went through? I didn't go to my mom. I didn't go to an adult. Yeah. I went to my friends. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just figured if you're not talking about, like, if you're it, as adults, I, sh- I guess I should right. not. If you're not talking about it with your girlfriends around wine or drinking wine, right. you're probably listening to a podcast yes. about mm-hmm. it or listening to some type of 
you know, program on it. People are highly interested in it. Yes. But it's almost like hidden. It's almost like this dirty. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret here, okay? <laughs> I was watching the show on Netflix. <laughs> Whitney introduced me to another yes, naughty I show. Yes, I love this show. Pause My for the guess. pause. Do you sex life? Yes. yes. I, do, do you like the yes, show? Yes, I do. Okay, so I totally was, you know, part one. I season watched one. it. I was like, you have to watch this like, show man. now. Like, you know, season two was kind of <laughs> meh. Um, but season one, I was like, yeah, <laughs> serious. It reminded me of Basic Instinct. That in my yes. day, Basic Instinct was the movie that you were like, Oh my God, did they just put that out? Yes. Like, did they really just put that out for people to see? Like, yeah. that was the movie. Basic Instinct. Yes. Sharon Stone. Yeah. The whole uncrossed Yeah. The sex scenes in there. But, like, low key, I was like, in my room, like, I better, like, I'm like, like watching it, like, you know, gosh, what if around. somebody, like, my, my kids walk in and there's a sex scene <laughs> going on? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just this kind of, like, quiet thing. I just, you know, what am I going to do? Like, if my kid walks in, like, oh, hey. <laughs> Well, and I've got a funny story for you because you guys remember when my first introduction to porn was late night showtime. Okay. Like, you know how cable used to put like the soft porn on late night? Yep. That was my first introduction to porn. And then I, I always bring my girlfriends over when I was married during the holidays and I would bake cook, we'd bake cookies and bake and like have like a kid's day and it went into the evening and my TV and my kitchen was still on and he <laughs> turned on one of those porns while all the kids was in the kitchen. Oh, I was like, no. oh shit, this is uncomfortable. Well, I guess it's in, uncomfortable. In day and age too, if you're, you know, there's something on your phone that pops right. up. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? well, there's so much access. It's around. You know, I, I'll tell you another funny story. Just the other day, we were trying to get the fight for, um, it was just the, the recent fight that was on. And I must have hit a malware on my phone. Like, yeah. promise. Like, I would tell you guys if I was like, yeah. yeah. I, no, I was in front of people, yeah. like, and I got some malware. And it literally went into a porn site. No. And it, like, popped up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like they're going to think. Yeah. Like, but it was a malware, you know? Like, it's embarrassing. Some of these things are embarrassing. But, yeah. But that's another reason of, like, why are we embarrassed? And right? I was just going to say, like, we can also normalize it that it's not, it doesn't have to be embarrassing. Right. Yes, at certain times, you know, at a PTA meeting, you don't want it to, like, <laughs> pop up. Obviously, there's a time and place, but there's also a way to normalize it of, you know, mommy's having her time in, in her bedroom, right. her alone time. Right. Give me 10 minutes, right. I'll come out when I'm ready. Yes. Or knock before you come in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Put you the know, and. Yes. Yes. What does that mean? Put the yes. hand on the door. Um, we brought you back, Miss Erica Cartman, because this is like, this has been such a, um interesting um, podcast. It's been very, it, obviously the views were one of the, it actually is the highest yes. viewed podcast that we've done personally. So congratulations to us and congratulations to you. Um, but there have been strides and I think that th- the word I was looking for was destigmatized. Yes. Um, the negative connotations mm-hmm. with sex, but it still remains that oh, there absolutely. are these huge taboos in the world of it. And so we wanted to jump back in and, and talk about that. We, we threw up some questions, but I wanted to touch base on a couple of things and, and I'm going to jump right into the questions if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, Whitney has some really good stuff that she wants to talk about and then just, you know, yeah. throw out whatever it is. There's, there's a couple of um, connections I think that we can chat about too, which is going to play into one of these, uh, questions as well. But one of the questions that we had was, um, I have shed away from trying sexual things with my partner because I'm too nervous mm. about it. What can I do to come out of my shell? 
So this is coming from a person that is, and, and I'm not going to say names or anything like yeah. that, because I also told them that if they wanted to leave anonymous. But what a vulnerable you know, question. You know, Thank you for is. asking Absolutely. that question, because I feel like a lot of, like, I struggle with that. And I'm going to pop, I'm going to look. I'm not, you know, I'm going to look and see if there's any other questions. Yeah. That came in, Thank that, you for asking that question. Yeah. And and I think it's really important, because the, the fact of the matter is, that many, I think many people feel this way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say there's a lot of people yeah. who feel really nervous or and we a little uncomfortable. A little bit, like right. the last one, you know, kind of some, but what can you really kind of give them to say, look, here are three things that you can do. And you have to just kind of put yourself in their shoes where they're really scared. They're nervous. They're probably embarrassed in mm-hmm. some ways, you know, and, and until you come over that. Yeah. Well, and vulnerable too. And, and a lot of times yeah. that can come from like being turned down Rejection. from somebody feeling Rejection. rejected. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when yeah. it happened. So it's yeah. like, Ooh, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would definitely you. suggest that people practice, you know, by yourself. If you right. want to put on a lingerie, if there's, you know, a scene you want to practice or prepare, um, a role play or something, but you can practice by yourself in your room, in your house when you're alone to gain some of that confidence. Right. Um, Because it is... Mirror work, is that that even even doing mm -hmm. that? Like, hey, you know, practice telling yourself? Yes, absolutely. Yes, talk to yourself in the mirror. See... See how you look so that you can recognize that you don't look as silly as you do most of the time. A lot of the times our brain creates this idea. Mm -hmm. We think we look super silly, Mm -hmm. but when we watch it back, we actually look very good and it really doesn't look bad. And I think that that you make a good point in that sense is that maybe you could have a little bit of fun with it too. Right. Because you're in your room by yourself, you can really start to throw in your expressions. Role play. Yeah. You know, your body language and and that could definitely help. Yeah, absolutely. that's a great tip. Give me two more. So, well, then my therapist brain comes on and I want people to sort of examine why they're feeling so nervous. Where is that nervousness coming from? Ask yourself. What are, yeah, what are the messages that you're getting because usually we're feeling nervous because we have this message that we're bad or mm. we're weird or... So I just heard in another <laughs> podcast that we did is what's your why, right? But yeah. that's easy enough. But she basically said it's what hurts you. Mm. What hurt you? Your mm. why. What hurt you? Mm. And um, and so many times we can ask ourselves that past yeah. tense question. Yeah. Okay, what was the story yeah. that, you know, what was the paradigm thinking? What was taught to us? What was in our, you know, environment? Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. So once you kind of have some of those answers, you can also sit with and and say, okay, is this something that still sits with me? Do I place value on this shame? Do I place value on this nervousness or feeling uncomfortable um, around sexuality? Right. Or can I sit back and say, no, logically, I want to be open to all of these things. Logically, I think sex is a beautiful thing. Would I be a happier person if I actually allowed myself the freedom to express myself the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Exactly. And if you can answer yes to that question, that should be your, your mm-hmm. why. Game changing. That should be, yeah. be game changing because if you really start to ask yourself, and it sounds maybe selfish, right? But if I ask myself at the end of the day, will this make me happy? Right. You know, yeah. will this satisfy me in some way? Yeah. yeah. Will this make me happy? Then 
why am I not doing yeah. it? You know, thinking about that risk and reward, mm, you yeah. know, what is that risk of sitting in nervousness and working through it versus mm-hmm. that reward of having an intimate experience with your partner and being sexually active in a right. way that feels good for you. So sitting with that risk and reward and, right. and working risk through and that. reward. I love that yeah. as a part two. Okay, give me one yeah. more. I'll, yeah. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so one more, and I feel like we talked about it in the first one, but having that conversation with that partner. Yes. And not where you're in the bedroom and clothes are How off and you're in the middle How would one of having sex. Um, I would really sit down with my partner again. Let's role play, you and I. All right, let's do <laughs> oh, it. All right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have to be nervous and you have to be thinking that you're very okay. scared. Maybe. Okay. Let, let me, and I'm not going to say that this is what happened to this woman or anything. Let's just say that you grow up in a, um, very conservative household, mm. never talked about sex, never talked about your first instance of sex was, uh, through a friend, a girlfriend, yeah. you know, something popped up. So, uh, and, and you're, you know, yeah. you're older now, you're wiser now, but you are, unsatisfied in the bedroom let's just say and you want to um let your husband know that you have some things all right hey honey hey (laughs) way um so i wanted to talk to you about something i'm feeling a little nervous i'm feeling a little scared uh i'm worried that you're gonna react really bad just spit it out so it it makes me a little uncomfortable but i really want to talk about our uh, sexual experiences. Oh, am I not doing something for you? Am I not good enough? I actually would like to talk about ways that, you know, I, I love it and I think that it is really good. I think there are some things that I would also love to add or I think that we could try oh, really? some things. Well, what are but you I'm, thinking about? I'm really nervous that you're going to react kind of weird or be upset about it or is this okay? Are you okay talking about this? Heck yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Come on, bring it on. Okay, so that's... <laughs> I love how you communicated, like, I just, I love how you communicated, and I feel like it's going to be beneficial for our listeners, it's beneficial to me, because it's so stupid hearing somebody do it, and then I can recreate it, but the fact that you led with your, the the fact, it was, don't judge, (laughs) the the fact that you led with your feelings first, so that's one reaction, that's one reaction we could get from the way that you corresponded. Let's, let me give you another one. Yeah. Okay. And so I was being a little playful and stuff like <laughs> that. Like, let me give you, now maybe the husband is super conservative. Okay. Okay. So I'm the husband that's super conservative. You're the wife that's scared to tell me. Okay. Let's, no, I better not say that. <laughs> well, I would probably. We're highly into the church. Right. Yeah. And um, we're, you know. Yeah. So I may even, you know, I'd suggest maybe even bringing that up and, hey, this goes, you know, we've been taught a lot of Our values. things around sex and I feel like what I'm thinking I want to do really challenges that and it's uncomfortable for me but I really want to talk about it and I want to explore it um but again I'm I'm also feeling a lot of shame or feeling weird about it because of the messages that we've gotten from the church I love that instead of like thinking it in your brain like oh this is weird he's gonna think this he's gonna think this you're Putting it out there yeah. well, immediately. Let me ask in both. Let me let me kind of play the devil's advocate here. What if the husband does act strangely? Ah, yeah. That is that. That's a very good question, and it is 
challenging um, because you do have to recognize other people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so Girl, that person, that one. yeah, mm-hmm. that person may have a boundary that it is really uncomfortable or because of their own reasons, yes. yeah, because of their own trauma. Yep. Maybe it's not trauma. Maybe it's just personal yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So even when, you know, when we, I was practicing, I even checked in with you. Is this okay for us to keep talking about it? That's boundary checking. Yes. You know, or am I still within your boundaries? Yes. Does it still feel comfortable? Yeah. Um, you know, really figuring out what those boundaries are. And if your partner shuts down or, you know, walks away and and shows that their boundary has been put up, we do have to respect that because we need to come and see you. Yes, exactly. That's the reason why sexual therapy exists, correct? I mean, one of the reasons there's, there's different, many different forms, but one of the reasons is for couples to be able to be in a safe place where somebody can kind of mediate the conversation and help the yeah. others to get out kind of what they mm-hmm. want to say. Well, Cause that could be so disheartening. Like you, like you're expressing yourself to your yeah. married partner and they're giving you this hard boundary and you're just like, damn, well, what do I do now? Yeah. yeah. So to kind of sum that up, that was uh, role play in the mirror or in your bedroom by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was, Number two was um, think about the messages. Think, think yep. I guess reward. Um, how did, how did risk you and reward. Risk, risk and, and reward, reward is the way that you said it. So think about um, the the risk in it. Does it outweigh the reward, or and vice versa? Does the reward outweigh the risk? And that's what right. we're hoping for is that the the reward definitely outweighs mm-hmm. any risk that you may perceive mm-hmm. that's there. And then number three was just having a conversation outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. one-on-one, and just kind of opening up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being vulnerable and being open. Yeah. Love it, love it, yes. love it. Um, all right, I have another question for okay. you. I am a Christian, and there's a lot of sexual fetishes I have, but my church makes sex seem so sinful. What advice can you give me? Yeah, that's a, yeah, good that's a really great question, and you know, I think we talked a little bit about it in the last question in terms of thinking about your values, thinking about mm-hmm. the messages that you received and where mm-hmm. they sit with you today. Do they hold value? Do you right. feel like sex is shameful for you personally? Right, right. Um, And really, it's a lot of dismantling these messages that we get because we also have to remember we're getting messages from schools, mm-hmm. from media, mm-hmm. from movies, from TV shows, from our parents. We are getting messages from all over. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and definitely that, that church message can be very strong around sex mm-hmm. and sexuality. So it is a lot of dismantling that. Right. Yes. Well, and, and, and I'm not, I'm ahead. sorry, no, I'm sorry. I'm not a sex expert, but guys, come on. Like, this is one of those things where I'm like, we all had to come here. Right? We all had to come to earth from sex. Yeah. Like, let's get real for a second. Like, sex is important. I think think in this question from God wanted, he, he, I feel like he wants us to have pleasure the right Mm -hmm. way. Well, and, and that's, 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 I think, where it's who's to say what's the right way and what's right. not because everybody has their, and so we know, you know what I mean, at our own boundaries. Right. And I think everybody's boundaries have to be set and specific first. I think with this gal in the question, she's saying sexual fetishes, which means to me that there's a little bit more than just right. your stationary type, you know, sex. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say, because I'm a Christian, right. and I wanted to kind of add into this, if she looks at uh, Hebrews 13, 4, it basically says that the bedroom is undefiled. And so between a man and a woman and a husband and a wife, okay, right. for the Christian right. groups, 
it says that the bedroom is undefiled. So what happens between you and your husband in the side of the bedroom that is, you know, um, okay with you guys, it's, it's undefiled. Yes. Like it, it's God's calling it good. It also tells us in the Bible that we're to be having sex all the time. Like it 100%. Says, it says that you should be, if you're married, you're a married couple, that you should be in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. And it actually says um, that, you know, the, the woman kind of gives her body over to the man. The man gives his body over to the woman and that they should become one flesh as much as possible so that they don't have any temptation outside of the marriage. Sex is another form of worship. So like it truly is. Well, I think, you know, that sex and pleasure is really, really important that there is this message. And I think specifically with a Catholic church is that sex is for Mm. procreation. Yes. And that it's only, yeah, there's no pleasure involved in it. Song of Psalms. Read Song of Psalms in the Bible for this woman right here as well. It, that is such a beautiful, um, the man is speaking to the woman and the way that he speaks to her, he talks about her legs opening and the floods gates of this water Mm -hmm. opening up. And the way he explains it is very sexual. Right. And it's very um, intimate and and it's very basically pleasurable. He's talking about pleasure with this woman. And so if that is the case, then I would say go back to Song of Songs, which probably the Catholic church threw out. (laughs) 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just playing, just (laughs) But I do think it is important (laughs) to remember that sex can be and is about pleasure and pleasure looks different for everyone and there's no right way to experience pleasure there's no wrong way to experience pleasure and so if something is pleasurable for you enjoy that pleasure you deserve pleasure and I'm gonna just (laughs) add to that one more time too is that also in the word for this girl it says um everything um basically there's there's a scripture that says that um Everything is acceptable, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. So it, it it will tell us to work out our own salvation, you know, amongst each other. One man eats meat, the other man doesn't. So what you feel good with should be what you feel good with. And don't allow other people's convictions mm. of what they feel be a burden to you. Because we each have our own convictions. Yeah. And, and, and really, I'm saying the word boundaries. Again, we each have our own things that we have to deal with internally. And if you feel okay with it, he says to the man that eats meat, he's blessed. To the man that doesn't, he's blessed. Finita. Mm -hmm. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then there was one more question. I'm going to have to pull this one up online um, because I don't think that I got time to write this one down. And it was more about, um, here we go right here. Oh, maybe there's a few questions that came up. (laughs) All right. So, um, one gentleman said this is such an important uh, topic. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. And then um, this gal said, uh, I'd love to hear her thoughts on sex ed for kids of various ages. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love sex ed. I am a big advocate for sex ed. Uh, sex ed starts immediately, essentially. Yeah. Uh, kids are picking up on so much things or so much information and understanding so many things. Um, that, you know, we start teaching them at very, very young ages. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I know off the top of my head with gender, uh, kids at the age of three start to understand mm-hmm. what gender is. So that's mm-hmm. a three-year-old kid that's understanding what gender yeah. is. And then, you know, by five, they're playing house and you're talking mm-hmm. about the mom and the dad and yep. the baby. And so they're getting all of these messages. Yeah. And so it is really important 
to have these conversations of what does a healthy relationship look mm-hmm. like? Right. What are these private parts? Right. Who has access to your private and naming parts? naming the private parts. Right. Yes, and naming the private parts. We always use the real anatomical mm-hmm. name. Yep. Because that's how we all know these names. There's um, actually a story that somebody told me that um, a kindergarten came up to the teacher and said, my stepdad always wants to play with my purse. He always asks to play with my purse. Mm. And so the teacher said, well, you know, it's, it's nice to share. You should share your purses. Yeah, yeah. Well, come to find out, oh. mom had named her vulva purse. No. So the kid yeah. was trying to tell the... Yeah teacher that something was happening but because that name wasn't correct Mm -hmm. the whole thing got misconstrued so it is really important to name it and and practice that body autonomy yes consent can be taught at such a young age Mm -hmm. we consent you know babies wanting a bottle they're consenting to taking the bottle or not taking the bottle so they're consenting already and it's putting a name to it and really understanding it you know you don't have to hug everyone that comes into so your life. you're basically saying <laughs> yes. at this point, like, you can start teaching your kids. They're starting to understand, you know, gender at three. And not that we're going to go full-blown into a sex ed, but right. we're starting to talk about at, at an autobuck. Say it, at an autobuck. At, now at, I'm going to mess you up. <laughs> no, I'm going to anatomy of the body. Yes, All anatomy. The body parts right. and naming them. Um, from the early age and talking about consent as well. Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know, no, we don't, we don't yeah. consent. This is, you know, this is mm-hmm. if mommy and dad need to clean this area or this, you know, and, but right. nobody else gets to, yep. to do anything. Um, naming, but, and you know, I want to touch, I, I want to stay on that for just a second. Cause we just did, um, we're doing a project called from tragedy to, tra- uh, from, from tragedy to, uh, triumph. Yep. And, um, we took, uh, about 10 individual women that had been sexually abused in their lifetime and we're doing a portrait imagery. Uh, I can say this now cause this is not going to come out for a couple yeah. weeks. So, yeah. uh, cause we're, we're, we're not, we, 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 we have posted about it, but we haven't like shed We've been quiet any, about it, you mm-hmm. know, kind of light on it, but 10 different individual women that we did, um, basically art with, um, port- portraiture. And I asked them to show me with their body, what that trauma looked like. And I wanted to document it. Wow. And some of these women had stories that they, like storylines that they brought in. And Whitney's was really, really powerful. But, and, and I'll save hers for later. <laughs> um, but some of these women brought in, they, you know, they were oh, like a onesie and crawled on the floor and just, you know, and wanted yeah. to have a hand over their face. Yeah. Um, some of them wore dirty sheets with names on them, you know, because it was just really displaying. But the talk of the women, a lot of what I heard was that so much of it went undetected. Mm-hmm because it wasn't named properly or even the police station or the people that you know would say they would not even say the body parts which isn't that like don't they have to do that or Uh, do they not i don't know in terms of like the legal law but i would definitely go into all of the police stations and tell them that they should name it when i sat with social services they handed me a doll and said show me on this doll where this person touched you which I think depending is, on the age that that is something that they right. still do. And I would yeah. say that for me that that would work because you're, you could actually literally say here, here, right. here, you know what I mean? But if they say, if, if somebody's also communicating with me, like if I remember, I told you guys about the bird, right. You know, if, 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 if Hey, did he touch your bird? Right. I don't have a bird. Right. <laughs> what, what is what, that? Of course, yeah. the, what I'm saying is that 
I could see how that would go undetected. Yeah. And that yeah. was the majority of the room said a lot of this went undetected because it wasn't spoke about. But some of it came from the people that were interviewing them. Yeah. That's so, that's upsetting. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there are so many systems that need um, education mm-hmm. <laughs> around this and, you know, better practices. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. For sure. So how do we duplicate Erica? <laughs> right. Yeah. How do we put you in every room with everybody? Right, oh, I love know? that. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely sex educators out there. There are, you know, a whole slew of people that are trying to make this better and make the process better for right. sure. Um, but it takes time, like anything. It, it yeah. takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. It takes understanding um, and a lot of education. Mm-hmm. Mm. A, yeah, lot, a of lot of education. And starting young. So to answer your question, Miss Harris, she told me I can, you know, she put her name there. So I'm just going to put that there. Um, I just want to check one more time just to see if there was anything else. If there's anything you want to add? Well, I was going to say um, on top of that in terms of sex education for kids, um, sex positivity sexpositivefamilies.com, I believe that's it, has a really nice extensive list of resources to talk to your kid about sex and breaks it down by age as well. Because we're giving, we're we're teaching sex ed at a very young age and at any age, but it's going to look different. Right. We're not teaching 18-year-olds what we're teaching that five-year-old. The The, verbiage is different. The verbiage is going to be different, everything. Can you repeat that one more time, That um, the one that you said? Yes. Uh, The website. The oh, website, yeah. Sexpositivefamilies.com we're is the website. We're going live right now. So okay. you guys are yeah. live on we're Facebook not. as well. Um, we're in the group. And what we are doing is we have Mrs. Erica Cartman here. She is a sex therapist. I asked you guys already if you had any questions. And some of you guys have written to me or written to me or put them down. But I wanted to just go live so you guys can be in on the conversation while yes. it's happening right yes. now. And if there's any questions that you have for the doctor, okay, the <laughs> doctor, she's in the house. So yes. Um, yes. definitely please feel free to ask. I'm going to keep this open right now you guys ask anything whether you know if there's been sexual trauma if there's been anything in the church that you're unsure of if you know or when I say in the church I'm saying if you are in the church and you're feeling like man I I, you know I I I don't know what's good I don't know what's bad I don't know what I can do with my husband what I can't do if there's other questions about um you know just exploring please Mm. ask um she's here in the house she is a doctor she's a professional and so you know take advantage licensed professional that's right that's right so i'm going to keep this live right now and we're going to just kind of keep going so yes thank you for repeating that website as well um i love that though i'm going to kind of give the floor to you Uh and ask some Uh questions so Um, my first question um is really just going to be about what I think is super uber important right now, um, especially just in my social circle and the people that I'm around, is mental health and mm, sex. Yeah, I feel like it's very, very important. And, of course, we talked about boundaries, um, communicating with your partner on do's and don'ts, what's good for you, what's a hard no, what's a hard yes, all of that being said. Um, but I want to talk about some taboo stuff. Like I want to talk about like some specific things. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's a. Br- I mean, I'll be a prude all day because <laughs> you're not going to do this to me. However, and you, you I just of, just so you know, everybody that has watched part one has. Uh, she did ask this question, right. you know, in in the prior one. But I think we need to go a little bit deeper into the mental health segment of it because. I, I want you to talk about it, Erica, but let me let you finish so that they understand. <laughs> so um, basically, I'm just going to jump to it. Disrespectful acts. That's how mm. I'm going to st- describe it for me. And I don't mean to offend anybody. If this is something that you enjoy, 
all love to you. I hope that just regardless of what is going on is that that person is respecting you outside of the bedroom. Um, but disrespectful stuff like yeah. spitting, choking, smacking, smacking yeah. in the face, mm-hmm. like really aggressive. Like, like she's like, yes, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, guys. really aggressive sex, which I'm going to be wholeheartedly honest. I do like aggressive sex. I do like choking to a certain extent, but the spitting and like the hair play and like crawling on the floor like a dog, like to me, that's disrespectful. Mm. So my question is more of like, how much of that is really role play and like being the aggressor? And does that trickle into mental health? Like for me, if somebody wanted to do that to me, I would look at them afterwards like, are you good? Like, why do you need to get off by disrespecting my body? So my, I think the direct question would be, in your professional opinion, when people are involved in more of the dom submissive you right. know, um, community or these specific things, have you found have been related back to past tense experiences or trauma? Yeah. So great question. Also very like most <laughs> things in sexuality, very right. individualistic. Right. And so, yes, there are people whose trauma impacts their sexuality. Right. And then there are people whose trauma doesn't impact their sexuality. Right. Um, and so again, very individualistic and, it's really about looking inwards and, again, what are the messages? What are you trying to get out of it? Is it pleasurable for you? Right. Um, and I think what we also bridge over when we talk about kink and BDSM is that we're not talking about the negotiation beforehand. Ah, and so I love that. there is a whole negotiation that goes on in BDSM right. before you even start Right. to slap and hit and choke. Right. You are talking about it. You are laying out your boundaries. Right. You are saying, what is that safe word that when I say this, we automatically stop. Right. Right. So what would you then say if there's, the, if there's this, you know, this, this consensual thing that people are talking about, what about the people who haven't talked about it ahead of time? And they're just doing it. Oh, then you are not practicing safe kink. And I would really, really encourage people to look up what safe kink looks like. Um, what does negotiation look like? Having those conversations beforehand, right, right. that is very, very important to it, um, to to be right. able to communicate what those boundaries well, are. Well, and I so feel like it's, I it. mean, the specific situation that I'm talking about, it really swayed that relationship and it became very tumultuous and abusive mm-hmm. and controlling. Yeah. And I think it stemmed from that moment yeah. because it Which was a hookup like definitely unhealthy like a very a, unhealthy an abusive relationship that turned that way is like yes and yeah. it's just like you gave your power away sis like you you allowed this person to disrespect you in the most way possible and now you're fighting for that respect to come back like yeah. you can't do that you did it ass backwards i'm yeah. sorry that's why but. i always encourage people you know have talks about yes. sex before you have sex yes. talk about the kind of sex that you want Talk about right. what you're what you're into, what you're not into, and, and I want to jump on that train really quick too. I'm sorry, to, but yeah. b- before you move on, is that we talked? I think on the last um, pod, maybe I said it, maybe we didn't, but the word smirk. Yes, and we actually learned yes. about this inside of our church. Is that you know before these couples are getting okay, and I'm talking to married couples. Now, yes, um, and not because I'm kind of coming from a different you know place, mm-hmm. uh, but there are five different things that you want to talk about before you actually commit to marriage. And number one is sex. You know, what, what are the do's? What are the don'ts? Are we waiting? Are we virgins? Are we, you know, right. what do we like? What do we not like? Cause you would hate to get into a marriage 
and you are, you know, two years in and you're like, hey, I want to be tied up. Mm-hmm. And your husband's looking at you like, what, <laughs> what the, the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And it's money. It's uh, religion. It's um, intangibles. Uh, you know, just basically that you're like, hey, this is a good yes or no. This is. Um, and kids, right? Yeah. So, and I said it all backwards. So, sex, money, attachables, <laughs> religion, or did I? No, I did. No, you said it right. Yeah. Got it. So, the word smirk is something that I highly recommend that people um, that are maybe not, you know, fully, and even if you're not, if you're dating and you want to, th- th- that's the time that you are supposed to talk mm-hmm. about this. It's yes. Before marriage. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is actually, this is before marriage. If you're dating, talk about these five key right. things ahead of time. They're important. Yeah. They're super important. What if my, you know, and, and just going off, what if my money management is, you know, way better than yours and you're, you know, in debt and you love to spend and I love to save and it, that's going to be a problem yeah. in the marriage. Yes. What are some of the highest divorce rates are, you know, money, yep. um, unfaithfulness, um, which can come into, did we not have a conversation? Like who knows how many of this stuff could be, could have been prevented. Yeah. Right. If there was a conversation had. Mm-hmm. Just having oh, a conversation. Yeah. And then I also, just to circle back to kink, I do want to normalize with the negotiation and with the conversation that now when those people engage in that scene, that person who may have experienced some trauma and may try and, you know, relive it or work through it in whatever way now has power in that scene. And I love that. You said that earlier and I wasn't thinking about it from that aspect. Like I'm owning my power and I'm owning my body and I'm saying whether or not you can this to mm-hmm. me like that's powerful absolutely yeah. that can be really healing too mm-hmm. I feel like absolutely yeah I love it uh any other questions that we have uh, on the live feed please just you know pop them in while you guys are popping in and popping out if there's any questions that you've had that you wanted to be asked um I know that uh, a big question which we talked about um and and I am seeing it come up and a big question um is again about the women's libido um and just their sex drive yeah. and you know that it's very low mm-hmm. um and we kind of chatted about that um i i would ask you again then to give me three specific things for that maybe a woman can do i mean there's no there's no medicine for women yet no there is viagra for men right. you know to help them get erection or to stay erected i should say right. it's, well maybe it's both i don't know um but for women there's nothing yeah. So I, you know, the first, first thing is creating that context. So create that sexual context. And you have to really also think about what were the things that turned you on when you do get turned on? What are the things that you do like that, um, you know, get you in the mood, uh, thinking about, they use the terms accelerators and brakes. So what are those things that stop you? Whether it be, oh, the kitchen's a mess. I have to do laundry. My, I got all this this list in my head That's or me, the brakes. Right, right, right. And then I want you to also think about the accelerators or what are the things that get you going. Um, you, again, might be able to have a conversation with your partner of, right. hey, these are my brakes. If some of these things help, like get done or I'm not thinking about them, I'm going to be way more in the right. mood and way more ready yeah. to go because no, my that, mindset. That, that I think plays into like the five love, love languages. Absolutely. Yes. Because my love language is acts of um, service. And so when somebody does, I'm not saying like when somebody does, I'm like turned on to everybody <laughs> for my husband, for my husband, you guys, 
Um, but I'm just trying to make an example here is that like when he does stuff right. around the house or he does. And so he always says no chore play, no foreplay, <laughs> you know, and, and he's, he's right. Yeah. Because like, if I'm thinking about all the stuff that has to be done right. And, or I'm doing them mm-hmm. because they haven't been done. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go to bed at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, well, because you're day. talking to yourself while you're doing them too. Right. You're like, I'm just sick of this shit. <laughs> nobody's doing shit don't touch me by the time you're finished you've talked yourself into a frenzy and you want to be left alone yeah i also want to normalize scheduling sex that you know for some people which is crazy like trying i yeah but i want to normalize it it's like hey we're gonna have sex at this time at this date it takes the romance out of it a little bit right depending again individualistic because there are some people that are like if i know that i'm having sex i can get in the mindset i can get myself prepared i can get myself ready and excited for it and then there are some people that you know, feel like it takes away well, the Well, it's five o'clock. I better go get ready. So <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. So I think there's a way to play around with it in what works best for you and for right. your relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's we're planning a date night and we're going to plan to have sex before we go to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that way when yeah. we get back and we're yeah. full and tired yes. and don't want to do it. Smart, smart. Oh my gosh. We've already had That's sex. That's a thing. <laughs> when I was married, we would talk like, oh, I'm good great time when we get home yeah. and then we'd go to the melting pot or we'd go somewhere and eat this big ass meal and get in the bed and i'd be like oh, done so done. another thing i <laughs> definitely tell couples have sex before you go yeah, out yeah i love that do it before you get out get it you know get, get it, it out, out of the way, way. yes because you're both looking forward to it and so you know enjoy it and then you can enjoy the rest of your evening without i love that too. oh no what time are we gonna get home or right. we have enough time to right. do it all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i love um, that one more so um one more. One more. Uh, oh, wait, I lost my train of Just thought. Just tips. Tips so on tips how on to get. Low libido. Right. Low libido. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, context. We've got the accelerators, brakes. Yep. Um, scheduling. Scheduling. Yep. Um, I also would really encourage lube. And I know that lube's not going to create your right. libido. Right. But if you have lube with you, you're you may be able to get in the mood well, way quicker. And I want to say one thing, like deep, deep stigmatize lube because yeah. I feel like a lot of women, especially younger women, get offended. Yeah, or like when a guy, no, when a guy pulls out lube, like while he's having sex, at least in our conversations is within my social circle of friends, like they get really offended. Cause it's like, I'm not dried up. Like this is not a desert, sir. Like you got to put in work. Oh. You want me to get wet? Like yeah. you got to do something, yeah, which is an don't just be lazy and pull some lube out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and I see it, how you're saying that that can be like, a, right. Okay. So I, to counteract that, because sometimes we can have a disconnect from our physiological body right, response right. and our brain response. So sometimes we can be in the mood and ready to go, right. but we're it's not, not It's not wet. producing, right. And so, yeah, right. get that lube there. Sometimes our body, you know, we are wet, but right. mentally we're not there at all. And mm. so there I can that. be that yeah. disconnect. Yeah. So I really encourage lube, especially for people who have just given birth Yes. Uh, lube, lube, <laughs> always lube. Like yes. even if you aren't pregnant or haven't given birth, like lube is definitely the go-to. Right. You want it 
I mean, you want to put a towel down. You want it really, yes. really wet. Yes, yes, um, yes. Essentially, yes. the entire time. So I have yes. a question for our audience. Is any of this conversation making you uncomfortable? And if so, why? Right. That's for yes. you guys, because I love this no, conversation. Uh, yes. no, I want to ask. I'm yes. very comfortable. Because this is the taboo about sex. Yes. About saying the words wet, about saying lube. Yes. You know, people will be, oh my God, like I can't believe they're talking about that. She but why that. is it uncomfortable for right. you if it is uncomfortable to be free and talk about these things? So I'm asking our audience, our live audience on both forums, if this is uncomfortable for you, tell us why. Yeah. And tell any us other questions why. that we have, because we're going to be closing up here pretty shortly. If there's any questions whatsoever, you guys, it, you can send them anonymously. Yep. You can DM me really quick and say, hey, I have a question that I've been wanting to ask about sex. Uh, you know, this specifically with my partner, or here's what's going on in my mind. Don't be shy. We have a doctor in the house. This is the time to ask those questions. Erica, where can they find you in the meantime? Uh, so my website is evolvesexuality.com so you can find me there I hold telehealth um, services and then I also meet in person in old Colorado City in Colorado Springs so um, if you want to meet in person we can do that I can also do telehealth Um, I also give uh, educational seminars so if you're in some kind of office that you want to be more um, aware of LGBT things Mm -hmm. Um, a whole range of sexuality. If you have a group of girlfriends that you want to get together, yeah. you want to put a specific workshop on how to be seductive. I love that. I am so, open for it. Reach I out love to me. That. I am very seductive. Yeah, I'm very that. flexible with the workshops that, that I create. Yes, you know, we always have women that come in and posing, and they're like, "I don't know how to be sexy," or they're yeah. stiff, <laughs> and we're like, "Right, like, like, do you, know? you take that rod out of your back and <laughs> yeah. like, I know you don't have sex like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. why? Take the rod out of your back. Yeah, yeah. loosen up a little bit. Yeah, you know. So I think that that that's one. Wonderful. That's a. I think that is that would be a really dope yeah. Way. You know, they do the chair dance. They do the fit. It's called yeah. Fit, you know, fit dance um, or sexy fit chair dance or something mm-hmm. like that. But those are all really fun things. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely open if you have a specific kind of workshop you want right. to do. I, you know, can definitely create content for you. So right. I'm. Yeah. I am open. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, although I'm not on it too much, but hopefully I'll get on it more yeah, yeah. at evolvesexuality.com. I love or it. I'm sorry, at evolvesexuality. I love what? it. It's what? my handle. Um, is there any, any final closing things that you have or anything? I do still ask? have one more question, yeah. and you you touched on the LGBT a little bit, and I'm speaking from a, a current personal situation, and my question is, more guidance-based, because um, I feel like I already know what you're going to tell me. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation, right? Um, like <laughs> I'm already, know. already <laughs> saying know. in my head, but I'm very nervous to have the conversation because I don't want to offend or hurt this person's feelings. Um, but I, I was dealing with somebody that I was sexually active with, and I really, really, and I mean this with the kindest love of my heart, like I really, truly, genuinely think he's gay. I really do. And there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. if that's what you are. Or maybe he's bisexual. I don't know. But because of the behavior traits and other things, I've decided to, you know, separate from that situation. And that person is really asking, you know, why is it ended? Why is it this way? Why is it that way? And I don't but really not give you the background context too. I don't she really broke up with him via text. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put it all out there. <laughs> she broke up with him via text. Did not have a conversation. Yeah. Um, or gave them a reason why. And I, I told her I did think that that was at least important, yeah. you know, yeah. to kind of touch base. 
um, and explain how she felt. Like what she's feeling is valid. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how to have the conversation. And my thing is I've been with both men and women, married to a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to be with somebody that was more feminine than me, I would be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just wasn't a fit for me. Amongst other things um, is the reason why I ended it the way that I did. Um, I needed space so I didn't blow up Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was getting to that point. Um, but I'm trying to figure out the best way to actually have the verbal conversation of, you know, I think your sexuality is different than mine. Mm. I think that and you... And how does she have that? I mean, she's assuming. Yeah. She's well, assuming. Yeah, that was my thought, is that you are assuming his right. sexuality. And so I don't know how important it is for you to label his sexuality. Right. As it is important for you to understand your sexuality and what you're looking for. Okay. And that's where I would go. And I would say, you know... The connection doesn't feel as strong as I would right, like it, or right. I'm not feeling this as much as I want to, right. or you know, bring it back to what you're feeling. Because regardless of his sexuality, I mean, I, I know and that's, that's my concern is I don't want to damage or like press on that. Yeah. Like I want that person to be whoever they want to be, but it just it's not a fit for me. Uh, yeah, and so um, make it about. Right. why it's not a fit for you and right. not necessarily, oh, because of X, Y, and Z, but, right. you know, because there are be things. she authentic to herself and the feelings that she's having without pushing it on him? Well, I mean, are you, because I would definitely shy away from trying to label somebody else's sexuality. 100%, and that's my, that's what I've been struggling with. Like, I don't want to say, like, this is what you are, because I don't know. But you, you can also I mean? say, like, sexually, I don't think we're compatible. Yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling, you know, that, that sexual intimacy that right. I'm craving. And if he continues right. to say why? I mean, sometimes we just don't like people. Right? <laughs> and, and not that you just don't like them, but, right? Like, sometimes there's not necessarily always an answer. Or we can't pinpoint right. it. Some people just give us an off and vibe. And that's okay. And that's okay. And, and people also need to... Learn to be okay that you're not going to be liked by everyone. I like that you said that because I think that, you know, if he is truly just more of a feminine type um, man um, and he displays those characteristics that she wouldn't be shaming him in that way by saying, um, I, you know, I feel like you're this. Um, And I like the way that she's, you're kind of giving her the authority to take it back to her. Like, this just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Our sexual compatibility just hasn't been working for me. There's just been some things that, you know, I have been thinking about personally and just don't think we're a good fit for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, guys. It looks like we don't have any other questions. I'm going to give you guys just a few more seconds here. A few more seconds. Any questions that you have to add into you know, just talking about sex in general, like yeah. just the, you know, how you are destigmatizing this, how you are, you know, where, where, where are you working? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So I, like I said before, I'm in evolved sexuality. So I have my own private practice where I do all those different workshops and uh, I work with couples and individual uh, individuals as well. I also am still part of a nonprofit that's located in Delaware and I work with, uh, survivors of sexual trauma I love that. so I do clinical work there as well uh, and I'm still I've been with them for seven years now and mm. I'm still there I have a question while you're saying that is there any type of certification I'm asking personally that I can get um, because we see so many women inside mm-hmm. the suite that have sexual trauma mm-hmm. and somebody had recommended to me that maybe I should think about getting some type of certification yeah. not an actual master's or bachelor's or anything like that absolutely some type of certification that I might be able to 
um, it, it, not give them therapy, but be just some but it is therapy. Yeah. More informed yeah. No, there's absolutely trauma informed certificates out there. Okay. I would definitely encourage um, you to go through that because it's going to get you more informed with the right. language that you use. Right. Yeah. I mean, even consenting, Etiquette. touching them. Is yes. it okay yes. if I move your hand here? Yes. Yes. Or I am going to touch you here. Is that okay? Right. Which I do anyhow. Right. Yes. yes. But, but that's so, part yeah. of being trauma informed, which is awesome that you're right. doing that. Yeah. But learning more about that, and there's definitely classes and certificates out there just I to think that would be an amazing idea. More trauma yeah. informed. No, I, I do. really liked it. I really like the idea of, because we see so many yeah. women that have yeah. um, sexual trauma that, I want to be very aware of it, and also um, yeah, I want them to feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know, especially some of these women are really stepping out by yeah. doing yeah. a boudoir session. I mean, that well, and some of them itself. are forthcoming with it, but some of them we don't even know until they get on the couch and start sharing, and yeah. we're like, "Oh, dang! And, okay, and this is why you're here." Yeah, yeah. and some, like you said too, some of them are coming in and they are scared, yeah. scared shitless of you know what's about to happen, but they are stepping out of their comfort mm-hmm. zone to be able to try. This is one of their ways to try to overcome some of these feelings that they've been having yeah. of shame or, you know, not loving their body or being told that their body is made for making babies and that's yeah. it. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like right. all of these crazy, crazy things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really interested in that. So that's yeah. definitely a good thing. I love that. And I will say that knowing the both of you, I know that you both are very yeah. welcoming and you do create a safe space. Yes. So um, it is really exciting to see and I'm sure your clients feel that too because I definitely... Yes. Feel safe and comfortable with both of you. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you again for yeah. coming. We love you. For having you. Me. We love you. You're amazing. Yes. I love these Hi, talks. I'm going to turn this around really quick. It was the most highly watched podcast that we've had with over 30,000. Because people want to know about sex. They want to talk about mm-hmm. it. They want to know about it. They want to hear about it. And, and even if they're not ready to talk about it currently, they still want to know certain yes. things about it. So they're either low-key finding out about it, searching things, um, whether you're married, whether you're single, whatever the case may be. So this is why we brought her back on because it's a very important topic. If there's questions that you guys have after this, um, after the live goes down, please pop them on and um, we'll make sure to get them to Miss Erica. Yes. And we might have a part three. We yes. don't know. Never you know. know. Never know. So. I think we need to do a men's forum. In this, in this yeah. sex talk, I, because I the way women that. think and the way men think are totally different, and I, I think it would just would love that. we talked about. Yes, that. We, we did. did. Yeah, I love we that idea. Done it, yes, but we definitely should, and I think we'll make it in a little bit more um, uh, inviting, like a bigger. Yes, yeah. yes, we yes. Can really get comfortable and just have the cameras recording and just yeah, just have a conversation. Yeah. Yes, I love it. My, my husband still has problems saying the word penis. Like, I, really? I can see it. I can see it when he's like. Yeah, uh, just certain things he says, and he'll he'll say he like he he names him yeah. he like you know. Well, you know when I go to the bathroom, I don't say I don't say I'm going pee. I'm like I'm gonna go tt. You know, like um, I'm a grown up. Yeah. Why am I talking like that? <laughs> well, you're not gonna like, learn behavior. Yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> I mean, some of those things are, yeah. But um, no, I think if you guys would like to see a men and women forum, for sure, we would love to bring some men onto the, uh, oh, speak of the devil. Look who just popped up on the podcast. Who popped <laughs> up on the podcast? Dana Gabe. Uh, we would love to actually bring some men on yes. and um, just kind of get their take of, um, I mean, what kind of questions would you ask? 
I would ask them really raw questions. <laughs> Do you really need sex that much? Right? And, Are um, you going to explode? <laughs> you know, I actually did. There was Somebody did question. a research, and tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody did a research and said that men, like, have to ejaculate yes, a so certain I amount went, of time. That was times. actually in here. Is, is it true... Is it scientifically proven and true that men actually do need to ejaculate? They need to get this out because it, it's like a buildup of testosterone. Or is there other ways like with working out and things like that that they can the do? The look on her that face is, is telling me no. I have not heard that. I would be very interested to find that study. And I think I'm going to look into it afterwards to yeah. find out more yeah. information. I know that I have heard that if men ejaculate on a regular basis, it can lower their... Um, prostate chances for prostate uh, cancer that's what somebody told me and, yes um you know and I would also kind of and I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's proven but I would say that with you know also mental health when you ejaculate and you have you know that orgasm you're getting a release of endorphins yes. and that feel good feeling and right. so there probably is you know something, something connected yeah. to that but in terms of that specific research I have not heard that they I'm used it in a term like, Dana, well, you're you supposed to do this all. Dr. You're Eric supposed Department? to do it this many times a week for me, so you're not doing it enough. It's it's going to make me healthier. Kelsey, and I'm like, Angelica, I call bullshit. Karina, Amanda, <laughs> anybody that's still watching, you guys have any questions, let us know. That was so funny. We were just talking about the men forum and then our... Right. So Dana used to be one of our co-hosts okay. on uh, Between the Sheets. Yeah. So he just popped up in the forum. That was really funny that uh, he popped up right then. So. But no, I would ask men some logical questions like, how often do you feel like you <laughs> I, need I sex? I everybody out and then like, everybody disappeared out of the forum. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are haters. Me. No, they're just like, they're like, oh shit, they see, they see I'm watching. Let me get out of here. <laughs> You guys, it's okay. We're talking all things sex, and it's completely okay. It's and it's okay, okay to watch. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's going to. questions, and you, and you don't want to ask, or you're too shy to ask, or it's okay just to watch. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that was funny. It was like, bleep, 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 gone. <laughs> Anyhow, well, we've had a wonderful time with yes. you. Thank you again. Yes. Thank we'll you. We'll definitely schedule a men's forum where we can just sit around and talk, have a conversation, really good conversation. Yeah. That's and ask women. You can ask the questions you've always wanted to ask. Yes. You can always ask yeah. the questions to the women that you've always wanted to ask and be real, raw, and authentic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you guys, that's it for us. Until next time, we hope yes. that you guys are tuning in. Please give us a like, subscribe. You can find Erica. We'll make sure to put those in all of the comments where you can find her. And yes. until next time. Peace. Love you. Okay. Cool. Can you hear it? I can't hear it. I can't. Really? I'm just grooving away with you right here. I can't hear it. I can hear it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I can't, so tell me when it's